Hosea 6, verse 6 says, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but He will heal us. He has injured us, but He will bind up our wounds. After two days, He will revive us. On the third day, He will restore us, that we may live in the presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on and acknowledge Him. As surely as the sun rises, He will appear. He will come to us like the winter rain and like the spring rains in the winter. Now, everybody says that we're going down as a country. Has anybody heard that? I don't believe it. Not yet. I believe that we're going into the third day revival. Well, we don't have to go down as a country. You know, people have been talking about America being under a spiritual attack for a while and really for a while now, and I decided, you know what, I need to check this out. And I'll be honest with you, these last couple of years uh, in my life, I had to do some soul searching because there were things that were creeping into my life that are not supposed to be there. Fear, worry, and anxiety. See, when I got saved and I got set free from all those things, I say when I got saved, I got set free from all of those things. I follow the news. What is representing us today on both sides can be nothing less than said what a big circus this is. What a big crazy that people are representing us. So if you watch the news every day, what a show we're seeing, right? Hey, I'm not coming in here going to tell you what political nothing. I say they're both crazy. That's, that's where I stand. I stand on both sides are nuts. And these people are running our country, on, and, and it'll stress you out. No, it won't, may not stress you out, but it stressed me out. You know? Because when you watch the political process... You have to think, well, how crazy is this? I mean, this is a circus. I'm just waiting on somebody on a unicycle to ride out juggling chainsaws. I mean, really, you just sit there and think, man. And, but what happens is, is fear and doubt enter into your thinking process, and it causes you to be completely stressed out because you feel like there's nothing you can do. That's how I felt, sitting watching the news. I've sat there and felt, man, there's nothing I can do. These people are representing us and they're acting crazy and there's nothing I can do that's how I felt but I've come to find out that it's because I'm fighting the wrong way I've came to find out that I'm fighting the wrong way Ephesians 6 12 through 17 we're gonna stay here a lot well not a lot enough till it hits one o'clock or so this is third service so it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So it's not against flesh and blood, it's against the powers of darkness. Now you notice that word against against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual force, forces. 
You know, that word shows us that we're not under some random spiritual attack, but this thing has order. Now, we're under a spiritual attack, but it has an order against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. You know, we know that the only way to defeat an enemy is to know your enemy. Okay? The beautiful thing about God's Word is that He tells us all about our enemy. So we need to know our enemy. But verse 12 says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, so we cannot defeat our enemy in the flesh. Our fighting in the flesh is what gives us stress. Okay? Titus 3, 1 and 2. Titus 3, 1 and 2 says... Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable, to be considerate always, and be gentle towards everyone. Now, going from here, I just want you to take, say, I want to say that I'm, I am talking about how to pray for America today. And I'm talking about how we win as a Christian nation, as America today. Alright, I'm talking about what you saw is a serious spiritual problem all over this nation, but it can be fixed. You know, in your flesh, you want to get angry with people, you want to scream and shout at people, you want to, uh, you want, you want to convince people to believe what you believe is, is right, but here's the problem. Now, when I'm talking about when you talking to the world, when you're talking to people, and let's say political, whatever, I don't care what it is. You've got, he says right here that you've got to love people because here's the problem. Our Bible tells us that you don't just come to God, God draws you to Him. So when I go to somebody and I witness to them, if they accept Jesus Christ, hey, I didn't really do nothing. It didn't have nothing to do with me. I might have been obedient to God and, and, and really said something, but, but it's not nothing to do with me. It's all God, right? So when we witness to somebody and they receive it, it's God. To win America back again, let me say, we're, we're, under, we're in war, but it's a different kind of war. To win America back again, we're going to have to be peaceable, considerate, gentle towards the world. Peaceable. You know, the, the powers of darkness put Chick-fil-A under attack. And I was watching this story on the news that I'm trying to quit watching. So y'all pray for me. Now I'm going to quit. There was a bunch of protesters outside of Chick-fil-A and they were protesting Chick-fil-A and the owner of that Chick-fil-A went and he took them all lunch and he took them all drinks. See, the power of darkness would want you to say that somehow Chick-fil-A hates gay people because you know, he may not agree with whatever choices they may make. But through kindness... The truth will stand. See, the protesters are not our enemies. You know, if you're, if you're watching the political process, you may see people burning the flag. You may see people spitting on people. They ain't our enemy. We're war against this. We don't war in the flesh. It's not flesh and blood. Matter of fact, Proverbs 11.30. We're going to talk a little bit about this. Proverbs 11.30. 
Lord, there's a bunch of marks in this one. There we go. Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who wins souls is wise. One who is wise wins lives. You know, if we could uh, beat people into submission, for, then celebrate recovery would take on a new meaning. We would go around and beat salvation into people, right? I mean, one of the ways we got to win America, win America, the cr greatest Christian nation on this earth, it's a shame we're having to do it. But we got to do it through love. Because if we're not careful, we end up pushing people that don't agree with us away from us. Okay? You hear that? If we're not careful, we push people that don't agree with us away from us, and that gives us no opportunity to show love. All right, going back to Ephesians 6, 12. We don't war against flesh and blood, but we war against the rulers. All right, now it's not talking about President Obama. He's not talking about kings and presidents. Ephesians 2, 2. I'm going to flow through this stuff. So I can get it all in. I didn't get it in in second service. Ephesians 2 verse 2 says, In which you used to live when you followed the way of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work at those in, who are disobedient. Now, so he's talking about the ruler of the air, the spirit of the air. John 12, 31 says now it is time for the judgment of the world now that the prince of this world has been driven out and of course it's talking about the enemy but so there's a prince of the world see the definition principality is a state ruled by a prince all right y'all following me here the definition of principality is a state ruled by a prince. So principalities means that there's more. Now I'm talking about a spiritual attack against America. Principalities mean more and it means, you know, somewhat ranks. Because, you know, when fallen angels were in heaven, for instance, uh, basically Satan was a worship leader, right? When fallen angels were in heaven, they all had their place or they had their position. And if you read in Revelations, you see today that there, there is places and positions still in there today. So principalities are rulers are the ones that are over different areas here on this earth. earth. And the reason I want to break that scripture down, and I really want to take a look at Ephesians 6, 12 is because I believe that just praying God bless America is not going to be the prayer that we need to pray for America right now. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying that it might take a little more than just God bless America for us to pray right now together. And I believe the answer is found in verse 10. It says... Dropping back to verse 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. But on, put on a full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. It says, stand against the devil's schemes. Now, we stand against the devil's schemes by learning how to pray. We are warring in the spirit and not in the flesh. I'm saying that this country is fixable 
but we've got to step up to the plate. I'm saying that one woman down through time, when I got saved, because it never did matter to me until I got saved. Well, I got saved and I got in here and everybody was saying the same thing. There was one woman that come through here really and took out prayer and took out everything out of the government. It really all started with that woman. And everybody said the same thing to me. Now again, I wasn't a Christian then, but this is what they said to me. They said, man, the church was sleeping. Well, I'm here today to tell you that the church better not be sleeping right now. We can't, there ain't going to be no standing over here saying, well, the church was sleeping. We better get woke up and make sure that we are bombarding heaven for the greatest country on the United States, uh, in the world. Okay? Because we're at war in a spiritual war. Every one of us, everybody in this room, will, uh, they'll do anything they can to protect their children. If a bear comes through that door, every mama in here is going to go ahead and jump that bear if it gets one of them babies. Now that's the truth. Now we all have to get together and war in the spirit for our children. There's been sacrifice made of our ancestors' lives. Ancestors has come along, people's come along, and they've made sacrifice, and they have died on the battlefield so that we could stand here and be free today. And I'm telling you that we must make a sacrifice, and that sacrifice must be for time to pray. I believe God is asking you, I'm telling everybody in this room, I'm telling everybody in this room that I believe that God is asking you to make a sacrifice for your country of time to pray for your country. If you're a Christian in here, we need to take time to pray for our country. Now, I just got a brand new grandbaby boy, and uh, he is born in a time when the United States where officials over us are speaking things that shouldn't even be spoken. He's born in a time where he may, he may not know what bathroom he's supposed to be using. It's time for us to get in a prayer closet. We've got to learn how to stand against the rulers and the principalities that are plaguing society. Matthew 17, 14. 14 through 20 it says... And when they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire and into the water. I brought him to, to your dis disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and per perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out, and the boy, and he was healed at that moment. And the disciples came to him privately and asked, Why couldn't we drive him out? And he replied, Because you have little faith. I want, to, I want you to know that Jesus said it was, it was because you had little faith. I want you to know that a scheme of the enemy, the news, the enemy and the world are constantly trying to get you to focus on the problem and not on Him as a solution. Man, I watched enough news to give me an ulcer, so I know. If you watch enough news, 
It will get your focus onto the problem and offer the solution, which we have the solution. 2 Timothy 2, 4 says, no one, having, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. You know, you can't let yourself get entangled in the affairs of this world. Now, I'm not saying you don't need to vote, or I'm not saying uh, you don't need to have nothing to do with the political process, but what I am saying is, if dread and fear overtake you, if dread and fear overtake you, those are not of God. If you got to take ulcer medicine for breakfast and lunch, that's not from God. Now I want to tell you something, and, and the truth is that most of us in here have made our decision on who we're going to vote for. I'm just going to tell you, you need to leave it alone. We need to stop watching the circus and start praying. And folks, we need to fast. We should all have a day a week or a day a month that we fast and pray that the rulers of this world would not stand against America. Ephesians 6 verse 12. So struggle against the rulers and then it says against the authorities. I want us to get a real clear understanding about what's happening here in America. Go home and study this and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and teach you in this so that we can do what we're called to do. All right, it says against the powers, the demonic force that has dominion over certain areas of life. The rulers have regions, uh, uh, authorities and powers have like areas. And I, I mean, I'll give you an example. At one time, Satan had... Uh, dominion or he had power over me. See, I was a slave to addiction and uh, most of my life and I could not choose not to do that. The enemy had power and authority over me and he chose where I live, he chose what I spent my money on, and he chose so on and so on. Anybody that has ever been a slave to addiction of any kind understands that once you step over that line, that you give your authority and power away. And whatever is ruled over you is whatever ruled over you. But when I got set free, okay, when I got set free, it no longer had power or authority over me. I could now choose not to, and that's today. That's me today. Any of you that's never dealt with any kind of addiction, you know, you cannot just stop. It doesn't work that way. You, but, but once Christ has given His authority, or I have, I have authority of Christ, hey, I can say no today. Now, if I step over that line, guess what happens? One hit, and my, I'm gone again. One hit, and I move back to the place to where I do not, no longer, I can no longer say no. I mean, I ain't going to say I couldn't, because I, I come right back to God. But I ain't going to find out. I'm just going to stay. Luke 9, 1. Luke 9, 1 said, When Jesus had called the twelve together, He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. See, we've been given the authority. We have to take it back. All right, the United States of America is a Christian nation, nation 
and you got the authority over the schemes of the enemy, and we have the power through Christ to take the authority. Now, I'm going to talk about how to take it in just a second, but look here at Acts 3, verse 1 with me. Acts 3, verse 1 through 7. It says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now the man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Wherever he was put every day beg to beg those in the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John and entered, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him and said, and as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So, he, so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from him. Then Peter says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he walked. Now notice that he didn't pray and ask God. God, he didn't lay hands on him. He didn't throw out this Isaiah 53 prayer on him. All he said was, what I have, I give to you. Now that is Peter walking in authority. All right? He just said, hey, get up and, we, and walk. And I, I want us to get a good understanding of authority. So I read something by Andrew Walmack. And it said, he said that power is like electricity. The power company generated the power and delivers it to your house. It's not your power, but it's under your control. Right? When we pray for America, we've got to boldly take authority. Now, I'm not talking about taking authority over Satan or his demons. I'm talking about taking authority over a region, which is America. And just like I took authority back over my life in his authority, now I believe that that means, I, what I do believe is I don't believe, mean, believe that you go around and get in some kind of big spiritual battle. I don't believe you're supposed to get around and get into some bigger spiritual battle. I think for me it was simple as crying out to God and asking His forgiveness. He's the one that done the battling. Our th our, we give our authority away as we have gave it away in the nation. We've given our authority away in the nation. But if we'll ask God to forgive us, and cry out for our country. I'm talking about forgive us for abortion. Forgive us for pornography. Forgive us for murder. If we want our authority back, we've got to begin to cry out to God and ask Him to forgive our country. Now, I, I know I'm not talking to everybody in here, but a lot of us get real busy in our lives, and, and even, maybe even in our prayer life, we don't think that, to pray for America. But we need to. And that's why I'm calling it out today. Ephesians 6, 12. So, actually, if we want our authority back, we're, as a country, we're going to need forgiving. Look, he doesn't want an unsaved person to call out for forgiveness. He wants the church to call out for forgiveness. He doesn't expect it from an unsaved people. He expects it from his church. He expects his church to be so heartbroken about what's happened in, in, in America that they'll get on their face and they'll say, I, I, forgive us. Forgive us. 
Now look here, it says against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world. I want to talk about that. Against the powers of the dark world. The dark world is a demonic force behind some very evil schemes of the enemy. Child pornography. Did you know, because I did not know, did you know that 300,000 children a year are used in this evil way? And that's only videos and pictures. 300,000 children! 300,000 children are used to make videos and pictures. That's 37.5 times more the of the population than Arab. Children are being harmed. They're being harmed for an industry that is making billions of dollars and shouldn't even be here. Now we're ta I'm talking about there's a spiritual force behind something like that. There is 747,408 registered sex offenders in America today. That's an astronomical number. When you have 747,408 people registered as a sex offender, it's not just a bunch of people with serious problems. It is rulers of the dark world spoke about in Ephesians 6. In America today, 18,000 men and women are brought into this country as sex slaves every day. 18,000, I mean every week, every year. Excuse me, I'm going to get it right. I'm sorry, I'm pretty passionate about this. 18,000 men and women are brought here to be a slave in this country of America. This is ridiculous. You know, if you still don't believe that there's some dark forces that drive some stuff like that, 11 million people, let's talk about Hitler. I mean, think about Hitler for a minute. 11 million men, women, and children herded like cattle into chambers to their death. I don't care how charismatic you are. You can't convince a whole nation to just go and let while you're going to work and coming home, knowing that on your ground in your country that 11 million people are being extinguished. You're not charismatic. There's nobody charismatic enough. It's evil. It is the dark forces spoke about right there in Ephesians 6 verse 12. You know, and every time I've said this two times already, I'll say it again, talking about Hitler. Hitler was the inventor of crystal meth, and crystal meth is still, his doctor was, but still it was invented right there around that time, and it's still destroying families today. It's still taking families from mamas, and I know, I mean, mamas from families, daughters from so on. And I, I mean, I know it's, it, all drugs are that way. That's the scheme of the enemy. But it still gives you something to think about. Ephesians 5. 11 through 13, it says, Have nothing to do with worthless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what is disobedient in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes invisible. It comes visible, and everything that is illuminated, I think it says, becomes a, a light. Now, we have to expose the darkness. I did not know that 300,000 children a year are being treated in this kind of way. And I'll tell you, I want to expose it. 
Matter of fact, I want to find out who, who is after it because I want to give them some money. I want to support whoever is trying to do it. Why, ain't we, why are we on here on Facebook and we ain't sitting here, we talking about like and share and all this junk, but we're not sitting here, hey, pray for these 300,000 children that are being abused. Why ain't it all over Facebook? We need to put it on Facebook. We need to put on Facebook that it's even happening because we're going on through life and we don't even think about it till we hear one dude over here gets caught, one dude over there gets caught. With 300,000, they're not getting caught enough. There's a problem here. So uh, if, if, you, if the way that you come against that darkness is you expose it. Okay? We can't allow... Darkness to be called evil and evil to be called good. And that's exactly what you're trying, they're trying to do right now. You know, if you don't believe in, the, in a spiritual world or in a, in a demonic world because you can't see it, taste it, or touch it, then Jesus, what about Jesus as our example? Jesus cast out the demons, right? Cast them into the swine and Jesus went into the desert. You've got to believe this word or you don't. You can't just believe parts of it. You have to believe it all. It's that simple. Either the whole thing's true or it ain't. It's one way or the other. That's how, that's how I feel about it. In Revelations 21 through 3, Revelations 21 through 3, look, folks, this is going on in America. We've got to come against it. You've got to learn how to pray. I bet you one of them 300,000 little kids would like for us to begin to pray. Revelations 21 through 3 says, And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having a key of the abyss, and holding in his a great chain. He seized the dragon and ate the ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him in the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations. To keep him from deceiving the nations. Look here, people. The problem is, is that our nation is deceived. First of all, you have to be deceived for there even to be an, in, an industry like that. Anybody can get me information on how you help. I would love to support it. And I'm going to put it on my Facebook. 300,000 children are in that thing a year. That's terrible. But the way you come against the dark forces is, or the dark, uh, let's see, dark world, not only expose it, but you intercede for the people that are being deceived. We don't just run out there with some kind of spiritual rope and start roping up demons, man. That's not, how, that's not, that's not what you do here. That's not what you do. We have to come against deception. Deception has become an epidemic in America. Most people buy into deception because they can't discern between the truth and a lie. So what we have to do, is, folks, is we've got to begin to pray for America to have discernment. They can't just buy a lie. A lie is a lie. We've got to be able to discern the truth from a lie. So if we want to come against the dark world, 
We've got to begin to bombard heaven and ask God to give His people discernment here in America so that, we know, so that they know what the truth is. And we've got to begin to intercede on the behalf of our fellow Americans. We've got to do it. The majority of Americans are believing so many lies. And because of that deception, police officers are getting killed. Black men are getting killed. And yes, there's pockets of racism. There will always be pockets of racism, but the majority of America has put that behind them. But there is deception around. First of all, if you're a Christian, you can't be racist. That's what I say. Hey, I'd vote for Ben Carson. So we got to pray against deception, and we got to pray for discernment for our country against the power of darkness. And 6.12 says, and the forces of evil and the spiritual forces, talking about spiritual forces. We have to be careful too. You know, there's a spiritual force, spiritual wickedness that is false religion. False religion or deception, mask in religion, and sometimes they hide stuff in, our, in Christianity. You really got to check yourself. Y'all read 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15. I can't, I can't get there. And I'm not talking about differences between Methodist and Baptist denomination. I'm not talking about all that. But I am saying that it's not about a doctrinal difference. What it's about is we believe that there is one way to heaven. That's it. If you are a Christian, you believe that the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Period. We've got to start singing that voice out, I'm going to tell you, because there's a lot of people telling lies. There is not a lot of roads to heaven. There's a lot of roads to hell. But there's only one road to heaven, and that road is through Jesus Christ. We have to lift up our voices, but we've got to watch out for spiritual, uh, you know, wickedness in, in, in every church. That's why you're supposed to take notes. You need to read it. You need to see if it's true or not. Hey, if I say something you don't feel like it's true, come tell me. Let's look and seek it together. But I certainly, this is how it goes. If This is how it is. If God says it's sin, it's sin. He, he ain't going to change his mind. Sin is sin. It's sin for you. It's sin for me. It's sin. If God says it's sin, he's not going to change his mind. Okay? All right. Now I'm, gonna hit, I'm just going to tell you this. If we're going, if we want this Christian nation to be a wonderful place for our children to live, we don't struggle against flesh and blood. We have to put on the full armor of God. We have to set a time to fast and pray against the rulers. We have to seek forgiveness for our nation collectively. If you are secretly partaking in pornography, get forgiveness, get free, get away from it. It's a nasty, evil empire and no Christian has no part in it. So if you struggle with that, Get out of it. I'll be glad to talk to you. 
We expose the darkness. That means that we stand and we say what is wrong. We stop worrying about what people think. If it's wrong, it's wrong. People ain't going to like you. Just go ahead and already know it. When you tell people it's wrong, they ain't going to like you. But, it's gonna, but we have to expose the darkness. So we've got to stand, we've got to resist, we've got to seek forgiveness, we've got to expose the darkness, and we've got to pray for discernment in our country. Y'all heard the numbers that I give you early. There is a country full of children counting on us to step up to bat. And I tell you, they may say, well, what church was sleeping when all that happened and it all got out of school. Well, we better not be sleeping now, we better get up. Because I'll tell you what, now, I mean, we have, all God wants us to do is intercede on the behalf of the people in reality. He wants you to intercede on, for people. He wants you to pray for the people. 